pandemonium reigns. Hey yo, welcome to Pandemonium Reigns. Dan and Mike in the building, in the house, Friday, July 14th, here coming at you, Orange Cast Edition, because it's a big day um, Reigns. In, in volunteer football. History, literally, like in history for Tennessee football, uh, Josh Hoppel is like two weeks away from practice opening for his third season and the Pruitt era just ended. It just ended. For those listening on podcast, you're not going to be able to see this, but yeah, just there you go. Just ended air quote, insert insert air quote. It just ended. It's over the, the cloud and question marks are no more sure. You know, if if a coach is is recruiting a prospect or whatever, um, and says, "Hey, they may not even have a scholarship to offer you," well, chances are that we will. Um, the the situation, the administration, the way they've been handling it. Uh, I mean, you even had the NCAA say that Tennessee was exemplary in their cooperation, um, which Tennessee benefits from because you save some money, you you got him out the building, you didn't pay Pruitt a dime on the table. Um, and, and the era is officially quote unquote over today. Y'all Michael's full steam into this thing already. He's like (laughs) all gas, no brakes. Watch this. That's right. That's right. So, so two things before we start to talk about, uh, what's going on. So Mike, be prepared in just a second to tell the people the news, uh, you know, that has broken today, what Tennessee is now facing going forward. Uh, one I am 1,000% sure I am wearing the exact same thing since the last podcast. <laughs> you haven't showered nor changed clothes since. <laughs> <laughs> That's number one. Number two, I just want to get this out of the way. All the, the, the things that have come through today, yeah, it, it's, it's a win for Tennessee, yes. But here's my issue with it. I've said this to you already. This is the issue with, with the NCAA. Pruitt is gone. The athletic director, Philip Fulmer, who hired Jeremy Pruitt, is gone. Pretty sure that president is gone. Pretty sure that chancellor is gone. These players who were attached to these things, Wanye Morris, Eric Gray, Henry To'o, 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 To'o. Um, there's another one. Um, uh, Dexter Lawrence. Key Lawrence. Key Lawrence. My bad, my bad. Dexter Lawrence You're is a Clemson guy. These guys are gone. So the people who are paying a price are Joe Milton, Christian Charles, you know, um, why can't I think of it? Cooper Mays, yeah, these guys. Okay, these yeah, are the yeah, guys that are yeah. – now, is it a big hit? No, but it's just the principle of the whole thing. Yeah, and, and if you listen to, to guys that are smarter than me talk about the situation – and if you just think about the situation for a minute, the the other guys that are going to lose are the guys that we're not going to be able to name right now. The walk on who's been busting it for that's a great point. Two, three, four years. Yeah, that has point. that that has just busted it. Who mm-hmm. came in under the radar? Who has lived under the radar and will not be given you know those emotional scholarships that you see at the end or beginning of practices? You see videos of it every single year from most every team because there's a free scholarship here or there. Mm-hmm. That, that won't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's not that guy's fault. 
It's not anybody that I can even think of, really. I mean, yeah, sure, there's Pruitt recruits that are on the team still. That's just natural in year three. Mm-hmm. There are guys, you know, I don't know who accepted what. I don't know the nature of this business. I don't I don't have a very high opinion of the business side of it because I think that it's a dirty game. But who I mean, the the blame still, yeah, and yes, Pruitt's gonna pay a price. Yes, Shelton Felton or Ryan Niedermeyer, those guys are gonna pay a price. But the strays are gonna be caught by the players that are left over and in the crossfire. Very fair point. With that said. Tell us the the rundown on what Tennessee got today. All right. The biggest thing, maybe I didn't think about this aspect necessarily because, you know, it's it, I was just of the opinion that they're going to make an example of Tennessee. They like to do that. The NCAA is a joke of an operation anyway. Look at Missouri getting blasted a few years ago and then look at Will Wade, who's going to serve a 10-game suspension this year before he coaches mm-hmm. with a show cause. Look at Kansas basketball, LSU, athletics, you name it. Top to bottom, just look at it. The little guy, which Tennessee has has lived in more recently than not, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they usually get the hammer. Maybe if Tennessee didn't go 11-2 and two last year, they get the hammer. Who knows? But the expectation for me was not an $8 million fine. Was not my expectation. Do I trust the NCAA to do anything with that money? Absolutely not. <laughs> Am I glad that it didn't go to Jeremy Pruitt? Absolutely Absolutely. That should my glad conversation. That, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You avoid Tennessee avoids paying his buyout when you fire him for cause, which was twelve point six million dollars. You know, who knows what happened to the side under the table? He had threats, then he didn't have much to say. Who knows if that was just him or his lawyers doing things, whatever. So you don't pay Jeremy Pruitt his twelve point six million dollar buyout. Instead, you're paying an eight million dollar fine now. And then there will be a probationary period. A lot of the penalties that are scholarship related, that are how many official visits or who could you have at what games in terms of prospects, mm-hmm. those things are have been being paid. They will continue to be paid. Tennessee's about about 60% of the way through to me, if my math is correct, on the scholarship reductions that are going to be served. Mm-hmm. Meaning if you look at Austin Price, if you look at Brett Hubbs, if you look at the guys that know the numbers for this team, Tennessee is going to have 18 of the scholarship reductions served by the time that 2023 is played out. And I believe that will leave 10 to go over the next five years. So, you know, if you're going to play a season at 82, great. You'll save three more scholarships towards that 10. You know, it's going to be something that Tennessee's in control of how do they play it out, mm-hmm. which is good. Tennessee mm-hmm. can manage that. You know, your last three scholarship guys at Tennessee have not been all conference guys. They're not going to be draft picks usually as of late. You know, of course, every scholarship matters. Of course, every visit matters. And then eventually, once this black cloud has gone all together and a coach can't say, well, Tennessee's going to get the death penalty, that'll be big. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, Tennessee's been playing under the limit already. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem to me that it would change a lot unless they just can't recover from guys that are that have graduated out of the program that have left for the NFL, et cetera. Mm-hmm. which you would think with the way that things changed immediately on the field in 2021 and two, that Tennessee would be okay. You would think, yeah. um, but again, 10 uh, around 10 more scholarship reductions to go over five years, the next five years probationary period over the next five years, uh, reduced official visits are in play. And then when you look at the people you have your former, and, and it's funny, 
if you look at the NCAA PR account on Twitter, which is where I saw this whole breakdown, this whole, I mean, it, it looks like it's a law document. It looks like it's a law going into effect because it doesn't name names. It says things like the, the, the wife of the former coach at Tennessee. It says things like assistant coach three. So, you know, when you think about that, you're talking about Shelton Felton, Brian Niedermeyer, or maybe Derek Ansley, someone to that effect that, that Pruitt had doing some of the dirty work. Um, one way or the other, his wife was doing some of the dirty work, whether, whether it was with recruits or prospective players, mothers or grandmothers, what have you. Those were your, you know, your dirty men, but it ran deep. One way or the other, it was, it was deep enough to be called a cultural failure until, you know, those guys were flushed out of the system. This is what gets me the most is his wife being involved. When she was when she was part of the quality control when in his time at Florida State, that's what gets me the <laughs> exactly. most. Exactly. I just exactly I, being in ministry, I've learned to not let people surprise me. But my heavens, how can anyway, you not? Anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah right. So we've yeah. got the eight million dollar fine. Uh, yep. We've got a, we've got a probation. You you want to touch on that for a second? Yeah, I mean basically, and you know, it's like at this point, you know, today with NIL in effect. How do you actually get in trouble? You do you have to go to the extreme of Reggie Bush or something to that effect? You know, Fab Five, something crazy. You got to be giving out houses and cars to get in trouble. I don't know, but you're on probation. So do nothing, nothing to catch the compliance or the committee on infractions or the NCAA. Stay out of their radar. Walk the line your NIL, which I, you know, thank goodness for Spire Sports. They've been on it since day since before day one of, of legality in NIL. They've been gearing up to be in the position we're in now, um, running a smooth operation and, and a, a, a peaceful operation, unlike some compatriots in the SEC. But stay clean in, in my eyes. Do nothing to get on the radar of, of any disciplinary issues or any impermissible benefits. You better stay clean. I, to me, this is just, it's a, it's a not, the only factor is, is the negative recruiting piece, which I mean, Tennessee's recruiting just like they did under Dooley, under Butch, under Pruitt, if not a little bit better, nothing much has changed. Better. It's not like Pruitt. Exactly. It's not like Pruitt was tearing up the game. He had a great class in 2020 until the season started falling apart. And then until this news came out of his, of his transgressions until that, until those matters came to light, there there was a stellar class, but obviously we know that it wasn't above bar. So avoid those issues, play the NIL game by whatever rules are currently in effect as of current day, because God knows it's going to change tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Walk the line, stay clear. I trust this administration. I mean, honestly, I would trust this administration with my life because who would have seen not just football being in the shape that they're in, when we haven't been in that shape very often of late. So I trust this, the the operation that we're running now, um, you know, one way or the other, whether it's the results that they've given or the experience that they've got doing the things like, like Denny White does and and all of that, you know, I've got my trust in them, but just don't give the NCAA any reason to come knocking at your door. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got the fine and we got a probation. Is there anything else attached to us? Yeah, not much other than, you know, just my rambling and and blabbering about the <laughs> the visit limits and 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 the scholarship reductions that again have already been being worked on. It mm-hmm. turns out it was kind of handy that 
you know, maybe if those guys didn't transfer from Tennessee, you actually see players get punished. I don't know because, because again, when you look through the document, it, it's, it's impossible to know who got what, but you would think that would be the guys at the top of those recruiting classes that got the benefits. So if they stay at Tennessee, are they eligible? Who knows? Turns out it wasn't the worst thing because not only did you, you know, manage your situation playing undermanned and under numbers, you won a lot of football games doing it. Even in year one, you did more than anyone expected. Certainly in year two, you did more than anyone expected. So it's like, keep doing what you've been doing. And, and this will probably be a, a seriously just a forgotten, a forgotten thing that, that no one talks about when they talk about Tennessee very soon. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So let's, let's, let's flip gears a little bit again, allowing you to drive this thing. Let's talk uh, through the perspective of Pruitt and yeah, yeah. tell me itemized what he got. Yeah. And, and this is fascinating because when you hear suspension, which we'll get to, I'll get to in just a second. When you hear suspension, again, I mentioned Will Wade, who's going to serve like a five or a 10 game suspension to start the NCAA basketball season. Think about Bruce Pearl, who obviously got in trouble at Tennessee. You know, think about the guys that have actually, actually had some sort of ramification in college athletics Bruce Pearl, Will Wade, you name it. Mm-hmm. Well, Pruitt walks away with a six year show cause. It's it's different than your typical show calls because I mean you know if I'm on show calls and, and you're running a program you want to hire me basically I've again I've got to keep my nose clean stay out of trouble because if I if I get in additional trouble it could be over for me I don't know but Pruitt has to serve a one year 100 percent suspension if he's hired in a in, in any role like if if I'll, if if Saban wants him as DC well he's not going to have a DC for the first year so. I'm sure there's going to be a loophole if you want to hire him as an analyst or if you want to have him be your Butch Jones or something like that for a year, he's going to be suspended for a year. If if he's hired within the next six years to do a job for you, his first year is a full suspension where he can do nothing related to your program. And that is unique because, I mean, that's pretty serious. That is, to me, yeah, sure, you could loophole around it. I'm positive, but do you uh-huh. want to do that if you have other options? I don't I don't think you do unless you're just set up to to handle that in in a way that maybe only Georgia is. I don't think Alabama's got that luxury anymore um necessarily. I mean, you you don't see penalty you sure you see show causes. I mean, Donnie Tindall got a 10-year show cause from when he was when he was Tennessee's coach stemming from from events that transpired at Southern Miss, which is was again at that time the most ridiculous show calls or penalty that I'd ever seen, but but now Pruitt with a six-year show calls and a one-year full 100% suspension attached to his name if you hire him within your program. I mean, that's that's unique. I think the NCAA did, did good on that. I mean, I think that's what it should be. I think it should be strong. This could be the last, I mean, this could be one of the last major cases that they quote-unquote try at the, with the NCAA because, again, things are legal now. That haven't been before. So how are those rules going to be bent, I guess, is what we'll see going forward. But, I mean, Tennessee was a major case. You think about USC back in the day. You think about Tennessee when Lane Kiffin was here. You think about all these major cases that have went down. Are we ever going to see something like that again in the NIL era? Uh, not until the NIL era gets adjusted. Exactly. Until, until there it gets are, fixed. You know, something comes down in stone or actually there's guidelines or something. I mean mm-hmm. – Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. curious. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm curious about what Texas A&M is doing, you know. And if oh, you sure. ask Jimbo Fisher, he says nothing. They're not you. You know, it's not a part of our program. Okay, buddy. Cool. 
but I, which is know. a stupid thing to say because it's it's you can then, I'm, yeah. what, so what's the big deal <laughs> yeah then how are you doing it then that's yeah. actually a bigger question if you were just using nil but that's neither here nor there i mean this this could be one of the last major disciplinary you know sentences that we see given down and and it is a i mean it's a it's a dinger of one man that's just a big sure. one sure and this list leads me to uh, another thing that i wanted to mention before i expand on this conversation and is Pruitt was fired in 2020 at the end yeah. of the 2020 season. Yeah. We're going into the 23 season. What what the heck took so long? Yeah. Why? Especially. I mean, it's, it, it makes it reminds me of what they did to Miami in the early 2010s. Like that's yeah. it's just you, you you're killing these programs with this stuff. Yes, absolutely. And I'll I, you know and it begs the question to me is that by design? Because hey, let's let this black cloud hang over because we're a powerless organization that that can't really do much when it's happened. So let's let this black cloud hang over. Let let negative recruiting take place, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, if you look at the guys beyond Pruitt, I mean, the and and I, at this point, the director of recruiting, the assistant director of recruiting, I don't even know who those guys are. They got lengthy show causes. I've I've forgotten and removed from memory who those guys were at the time. Yes, lengthy show causes there, six and ten years, uh, respectively, I believe. Uh, Whoever assistant coach three was, again, that's your Shelton Felton. It's your Niedermeyer. It is Derek Ansley, potentially. I mean, he was the more established of the three. You know, there's a there's a, a show cause for assistant coach three, whoever that is, because NCAA jargon, you don't you don't actually know who it is. Um, but if you haven't taken the time to go out to the again, the NCAA PR Twitter and read through this thing, it is it's fascinating. I think it could be again one of the last ones of these things that we see. Uh-huh. And I mean, again, I think on the whole, Tennessee wins because there are there's no bowl ban, there's no postseason ban. Sure, there's some strays that will hit players that hits the program, uh-huh. you know, and and some additional probationary time. But I think that they 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 slapped on the wrist and and handcuffed the people that were responsible for the crimes better than the innocent in this case. Sure. Sure. Um, it's funny as as you were talking, I got a text from my wife's uncle, um, Auburn grad. His three boys, two of them have graduated from Auburn. Youngest one going through Auburn now. Auburn's in their blood. So anyway, sends a text, uh, obviously with the article, and he says um, he didn't come up with this with these techniques on his own. I wonder where he learned it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So. Uh, <laughs> Just, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make any assumptions or anything. Appreciate Uncle Kevin for 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 listening in. But um, on that note, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out how to funnel money to somebody. Um, could he have learned it from Saban? Sure. I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> I mean, there's still, still wonder where Trent Richardson got that car. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and, and where did he spend the majority of his time before Tennessee? You mm-hmm. know, a stint at Georgia with Rick, yeah. and yeah. then. Jimbo at, at Florida State for uh, again a short stint because he's such a psychotic maniac that that uh, the only person who seems to know how to maintain him at all is Nick Saban. Yeah. So I mean, you had him getting in fights at Georgia, and again, short stint, six mm-hmm. a short successful stint at Florida State before going back to Alabama and and working with with Nick Saban again mm-hmm. very successfully. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's bananas. It the sport is not a clean one. It is what it is. Yeah, uh, I, I'm with you. I, I, you know, where did the techniques come from? Because 
<laughs> they looked I'm, foolproof until they weren't. I mean, I, I'm, 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 he could have figured it out on his own, but I mean, he is a saving prodigy. But so uh, let's 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 continue this talk on Pruitt just for a second and and his uh, disciplines here. So six year show cause, and if he comes back into the sport before 2029, yeah. Yes. Sorry, into the sport at the collegiate level and the NCAA level. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to sit out a year no matter what position he's hired at. Exactly. Okay, the more I've thought on this, the more I am, I'm upset with it. Initially, I thought, okay, that's that's pretty legit. Um, you're saying... I forget how you how you framed this this statement earlier, but you know you basically said, you know, if you're hired as defense coordinator, you're basically useless. Uh, my, I want to reframe that as it, it depends on who hires you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if if uh, if a just for sake of conversation, if a Florida hires him, you know, it's a whole different scenario to where if a Georgia hires him somebody who can afford financially and in the uh in the uh, coaching vacancies um yeah in a limited coaching spots you can have um and if you're a georgia i think it makes a lot of sense oh yeah yeah H- hire the now i don't know exactly all the details but from the information we know if i'm kirby smart hire him hey man your annual salary uh buck 75 uh, yeah thousand no dollars yeah do, it, do that for a year and then you got him yeah, you never lose him. Hire him as an analyst and then move him into whatever position you want to. And as you mentioned when we talked about this beforehand, it keeps him away from Bama. Yeah. And, you know, like Kirby's nearing levels where, I mean, Bama's going to have to worry about him instead of him worrying about Alabama. But, like, there, there's just a few options for me in my mind when I think about Pruitt. And the NFL thing was a short one-year stint in New York that is like the opposite of a fit for Jeremy Pruitt and what we know of him. Um, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) again, again, he couldn't, I mean, he couldn't stick with Mark Richt and and that program. He didn't stay with Jimbo Fisher. And when they were at the height of their most recent success, championship level success, he could, he didn't stick there or stay there. And then he was back at Bama. So, I mean, yeah, you know, like if you're, if you're Alabama and you want to, put him on a $2 salary for a year to where he literally does nothing and then let Kevin still right off into the sunset. That's, that seems like an option, but you, again, he's going to have to walk the fine line, which is not as big of a deal at Alabama as it is <laughs> in other places. But I mean, think about it. If Kirby's smart, if, if he's thinking forward here and he says, well, I've already had one defensive coordinator poach for a head coach. That's only going to keep happening. Jeremy Pruitt will never be a college head coach again. It will never happen. When I say never, it will not happen within 10 or 15 years at all. I mean, this was a catastrophic failure on the field, off the field. There, there's not any success that came from it. What I mean, seriously, where am I like, where's the success that came from him being a head coach? Oklahoma You're can, not gonna can 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 chalk up some success based off of it. I mean, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, they they sure landed some players there, didn't they? But, yeah. I mean, honestly, you're you're not going to lose the guy. Curb, you know, Alabama has been hit for years in the process of losing assistant coaches. Georgia's nearing that level again with Dan Lanning, um, with losing my man that was the offensive coordinator there prior to Mike Bobo coming back. My goodness, Whittingham. 
No. No. Dillingham. Goodness gracious. No, no, Georgia. I mean, oh. the guy that, that went to the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, names. I'm getting old, bro. Getting old. Me can't too. Do, but again, they're, they're starting to experience that thing where, hey, you're the hot team. We're going to take a chance on your assistant because we're not going to get the guy. We're going to get the assistant. Monken. It's already happened with Todd Munkin. My goodness. So, you know, I, I think a program like that, like them in Alabama, are about the only places that can afford to take a, ch- a chance like that. You know, maybe some other programs like, yeah, we'll stow them away for a year. We'll have them walk the line for five more years. Ugh, that's a risk, especially especially if you're not cooking on on all other cylinders. That's just a huge risk in my mind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's it it's really a cheat code way to get ahead, you know, ahead of the game defensively, have a solid coordinator who is never going to get poached away, who if you can just maintain a relationship with, mm-hmm. you should be looking at a lot of defensive success. I'd be curious to know the fine print inside of his show cause. If he's hired, does he have to stay with that university for the duration of the show cause? Things like yeah. that. Can can Georgia come in and hire him? Can is is there a is there a bottom, you know, or a floor annual salary that has to be met? I mean, who yeah. wants to who wants to pay six figures for somebody who's not allowed to do anything? <laughs> yeah. So I'd be curious, and, and that's what we're basing this discussion off because we don't know these details. So. I really hope and pray uh, that the Lord in his goodness has fine print uh, in, inside of his show cause. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. so uh, I kind of want to wrap this up with a couple of these comments that I found on Instagram, Twitter, and just and uh, talk about this. And the first one that I want to mention is this guy saying that this would be totally different if this was Miami, University yeah. of Miami. Okay. Miami's <laughs> words, words, uh, mega booster. <laughs> Miami's problems um, were not reported, went on for years, right? Uh, and the NCAA was trying to make an example. This was still when this was very much illegal, right? So, oh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you had to be made an example of. Um, Tennessee reported this. Yes. And, and, you know, that's an interesting thing and not to get off, off track again, but, you know, I've heard guys talk about, you know, league coaches saying, look at what they're doing and how they're doing it. I've heard that side of it. Mm -hmm. I've heard the idea that someone on the inside said, hello, look at us, look at this idiot who's running the program into the ground and is, you know, cheating rampantly while doing it. I've heard both sides of that. So I'm a, you know, that's just to say, Different situation than Miami. For sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to even really entertain that, that statement or question because it just, it's, I think it's apples and oranges, Yeah. Uh, which is going to sound very biased to me. I get it, but I still yeah. feel like if I'm on the outside looking in, I'm saying a uh, different world in 2009, 2010, um, you didn't, you didn't report, you didn't self-impose. I don't think they did anyway. I don't think so either. Um, and again, we cleaned house. The coach was gone. The AD, uh, the athletic director, by the way, Philip Fulmer, who hired Jeremy Pruitt, Hall of Fame head coach for us, national champion head, head coach with us, we fired him. I, well, I don't know if fired was the term, but what's what we did. <laughs> you, were, yeah, yeah. you were out. Um, yeah. President gone, chancellor gone, all these things. So doesn't compare. No, which it leads me Which leads me to this next comment, all right? You ready for this? Okay. So this guy comes in. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say his handle. I don't even care. Uh, <laughs> on Instagram, Brady.wop. 
um, which is funny because you, you click his little thing here, uh, go dogs, chop on is in his bio and he's followed by my nephew. So I'm wondering <sighs> if he's a Lafayette guy, which man, I hope you are listening. If there's a Please be listening. chance, because I, I cannot wait for you to hear this comment. He says they cheated for their best season in recent history and still couldn't beat Georgia. Okay. Tell me you don't know anything about the sport without telling me you don't know anything about the sport. Bro, this is this is not regarding the 2022 season. This is regarding basically the 2019-2020 recruiting classes under exactly. Jeremy Pruitt. Get out of here with your garbage. Now, here's another comment that I want that I do th- have some agreement with. This guy says, guarantee if Tennessee went six and six last year, they would have gotten a multi-year bowl ban. Yeah. I'm see that I'm with that too. And that was factoring in my mind earlier when I mean again, you look at look at the penalty that Missouri received for like a rogue tutor that mm-hmm. they reported. Yeah. Versus versus your LSUs doing crazy strong A offers, your Bill Selfs, your FBI investigation guys. Now that's basketball. I don't care because you know, fraud and fraud and cheating and cheating. You know what I mean? Can't do it. You can't do it. I don't care who you are, but I agree with that statement because yeah. the NCAA has a negative bias towards the little guy. Yes. And it, maybe, maybe it's at the conference level because I'm telling you, it, if Tennessee were to continue having seasons like 2022, that is a money maker for the SEC, for yes. the sport, for the yes. ratings on yes. every level. Your six and six teams, your sub 500 teams, they are not that. They are, you know, mooching on the conference money. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm sorry, but that's what you're doing. You're getting a oh, yeah. payout that is ginormous from the TV and the conference, and you're not earning it. Now, it's not fair. I'm I'm with that, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. If Tennessee say they never got off the floor or off the, you know, out of the cellar from the moment that Pruitt was hired, and and Hopple hadn't worked out to this point, I agree. I think the, the penalty would have been stronger. And I think if, if Tennessee hadn't just opened up the doors and paid out the lawyer fees, then, yeah, I think there's a chance that this is a much stricter punishment. Which, in Miami's defense, going back to that conversation for a second, if you were not as bad as you were in 2009, 2010, 2011, that might have looked different for you, but you were trending down at that point. And additionally, you know, Tennessee's, you know, here, here's the NCAA PR accounts statement. Hundreds of violations occurred in Tennessee football program over three seasons. Then you read it, and it's like, Several payments of five six hundred dollars for rent for a car payment, all illegal stuff. I'm not saying that. Oh yeah, but it's not yacht parties with you know you know you know who Nevin Shapiro. That's <laughs> it's it's not a house being given away and those Reggie Bush type things. I'm not even criticizing that dude because that's hard to turn down. Sure, but illegal and and rules they have to be. You know it's it matters, and and Tennessee disregarded them. On a much smaller scale, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. A lot of I, times, but a much smaller scale. Yes, and I'm glad you mentioned Reggie Bush because there's a couple of USC comments here that I want to get to. Let me So let me just read these three, and, let, and let's talk about that. Uh, so the, this first one, USC Dynasty, he says, NCAA belling out the SEC again. Make it be USC committing hundreds of infractions, and they would get a six-year bowl ban. Another comment says, if it was USC, they would have gotten a decade-long bowl ban. Another comment says, okay, cool, give Reggie his Heisman back. Okay, let's just talk about this for a second. <laughs> I feel bad for Reggie Bush because what kid is going to turn that down when you're a struggling family? Uh, Shame on the people who are that agent, if I remember right, who, who basically gave him, made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Right. Yeah, exactly. But now let's, let's compare these things. 
Let's do it. Um, in 2020 with Tennessee, 2019, it's the 2019 recruiting class, 2020 recruiting class, correct? Exactly. Basically. Yeah. Okay. So in 2019, 2020, you know, what, you know what Tennessee was competing for? Fourth in division. Let's be honest. I mean, nothing. Not competing for exactly. anything. We opened 2019 with losses to Georgia State and BYU. Yep. You know what? You know what Reggie Bush and the Trojans were competing for? National Natties. championship appearances and a Heisman. Natties. We. I mean, so to say, okay, cool. Give Reggie his Heisman back. I'm, I. I mean, if Tennessee was eligible for those things, if we had had those trophies, I would love to tell you as a Tennessee fan. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. Those you can't you can't award those. They were they were unfairly earned. Like yeah. But you know what? Hank was not even arguably the best linebacker on the team. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Uh, Eric Gray was not the best running back in, uh, in the conference on the team, right? Uh, Wanya Morris yeah. was a five-star tackle who was playing like a two-star tackle in 2020. Yeah. I mean, great first couple of games, but started the tank after that. Uh, yeah. Lawrence wasn't even seeing the field. Yeah. So. I mean, what did, did Tennessee gain from, from any of it? And that goes back to the the whole Pruitt thing, you know. Name me a positive, and and there is one obvious one that he technically signed Hinton Hooker. But I mean, you know that the product on the field is going to be different if if he's coached by Jeremy Pruitt than than Josh Hopple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, there's Tennessee just didn't gain that much from it. I mean, they just didn't. Yeah, agreed. And agreed. and then they opened the door, they flung it wide open, and said, "Come look at it. Here's what happened." We're going to work with you if you'll work with us. Thank God. Thank God the NCAA actually did a little bit, and they didn't subsequently drop the hammer despite your you know cooperation with them, even though they're a farce operation that is so outdated and is on life support. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Here's another comment that I want to get to that I just – I can't I, – it's it like it makes me mad, but he's not wrong. Yeah. Imagine cheating and still losing. <laughs> Oh God! Three and seven that year, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's pathetic. I mean, it's it is. absolutely pathetic. Yeah. Um, Pruitt has got to go down as not only one of the worst coaching hires in in our university history. But oh yeah, but in the all the conference of national, right? I mean, yeah. Good grief. Um, anyway, uh, anything else here on um, Tennessee Volunteer? Day and I don't even know what to call this day. <laughs> it's honestly, it's a bit of a vindicating day, but and I, I feel like I had a thought a minute ago that it's now, you know, of course, left me. But no, I mean, again, net positive. You save a few million that mm-hmm. you probably ended up paying out in lawyer fees and and you know litigious matters, but you didn't pay it to prove it. That's a win for me. If you had paid him to go away and covered this mess up, you're probably looking at much much stricter penalties and you know who knows what so i'm glad that wasn't the case i'm uh, i'm ashamed that we ever hired the man because again i can't think of of many positives other the only thing i could stretch is that he got some guys opportunities and scholarship offers and things that they probably would have got anyway so there's just not many negatives i mean not many positives excuse me so glad it's over and uh you know we're we're approaching the territory where he won't even have a a fingerprint on the program anymore once this probation ends once his guys that he recruited are out of the program and I'm not rooting against those guys or saying, give me Hopple's recruits or anything like that. I'm just saying we're, we're only getting further away from Jeremy Pruitt. And I think that's a great thing 
nothing much more to add. Bye. 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 Um, closing thoughts here. I do wonder, you know, you and I talked about this before hopping on what Fulmer's involvement was, what he knew, you yeah. know, was he involved? Um, you, you'd like to hope that he wasn't, but it's a dirty sport. And, you know, I'll, I'll just repeat what I said to you over the phone. Shame on him if he was yeah. involved and especially for ratting out Bama the way he did in the nineties and, and being exactly. involved in something like this. Hope he's not hope he wasn't. Um, shame on Jeremy Pruitt's wife. My gosh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just, come on, Casey. I'll name. Yeah. I'll, I'll drop your name if the NCAA won't. Casey, <laughs> when she was basically doing quality control for for Florida State during his time there, and and knew all the ins and outs, and was basically yep. the face for recruits during this stuff. I have no words. Just unbelievable. You know, it's an unbelievable sport. It's unbelievable what people will do to win. Um, and you know, again, not sad that that it's almost over. The only two words that come to mind when I think about that is pandemonium rains. Amen, baby. It does. It does rain. And soon and very soon we'll have much more intriguing topics to talk about what's coming out of what's coming out of fall practice, what's going to happen against Virginia. I mean, it only goes up from here, folks. So what do they need to do, Dan? What do people need to do? They don't need to funnel money to 18 year olds. That's what they don't need to do. That's for sure. They need to hit the subscribe button. They need to watch the videos on YouTube. Oh yeah. They need to share. That's what you're getting at. With everyone that they know. I mean everyone that they know. And and you need to really drop it. I missed it. <laughs> Dude, it's all good. It's a, it's been a long week. We'll get there. Uh they need to share the podcast. They need to share their thoughts with us. Where you know, where are we wrong on it? What what did mm-hmm. we miss? Mm-hmm. Hit us up. We're trying to get better a little bit out of time. Unlike yeah. Butch Jones did. <clears throat> yep. I'm Dan. He's Mike. This is Pandemonium Reigns. God bless. Go boss. UBL. Pandemonium Reigns.